You are listening to the third installment of Spirekin Movie Reviews Month of Karate, Kempo, and Kung Fu Masters, brought to you by Kung Fu and Titties, a movie with lots of titties and lots of kung fu. Ah, yes, welcome to my noodle shop. I have many things to show you, but first I must warn you. Warning, this podcast contains adult language and mature situations. It contains a panda with great strength of heart and character. It contains the teachings of the great Master Ugwe, a mantis with acupunctural skills and speed, an impenetrable prison guarded by rhinoceroses, a very angry tigress, much discussion of a young man, and a great sacred scroll. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, welcome to a very special episode of the Sparkin' Movie Review. This is your Hosan. And this is Zorro. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yes, we're back for another installment of the month of Karate, Kempo, and Crazed Kung Fu Masters, brought to you by Kung Fu and Titties, which has many good pretty things in it, like the titties and the boobies and all the other pretty things. You can check them out at www.kungfuandtitties.com, but you can check any of our earlier episodes out at www.sparkin.com. So how are you doing today, Zorro? I'm good. I'm good. Something where I'm just thinking about Kung Fu and titties, two of my favorite things in the whole world. I'm actually trying to think which one I like more, the Kung Fu or the titties. And it's probably the titties, but the Kung Fu is up there. <laughs> I do like Kung Fu a lot. So Kung Fu and titties is just like, I don't know, meat and potatoes, like ham and burger. <laughs> it's like shaking fries. It's just good. Yeah. yeah. Well, shaking fries, I could go without, but I agree with everything else. And but. Kung Fu and Titties, they seem like a destined thing that anyone would have thought of, but no one ever did until now. And we have to thank Odie McConnell, the director, for sponsoring us for this month, and check out his website. We're actually going to be inserting a little clip here for just a little preview of one of the main characters singing a very what-the-fuck song. So here it is. I had one last chance to fulfill the prophecy to find the greatest track or land or on the sea. I wandered to and fro on my face a crown till I finally found Ubacious Rain Brown. Her kitties were my quest. Now 
Oh, yeah, David Lopin also. It's pretty funny. Watch on FX. They're going through David Lopin. It's funny because he plays the panda's father. It was a noodle vendor, and in real life, David Lopin's father owned a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> so he actually had some some experience with the noodle vending thing. So yeah, it's pretty oh, funny. Life is about the noodles. And uh, David Lopin, for those dream. who don't know, is one of the biggest Chinese American actors, or Asian American actors. I'm not sure if he's exactly Chinese, but Asian American actors there is. So yeah. It's still Lopin. Still really interesting <laughs> movie, and surprisingly. It's completely different from the original premise because the original premise was he was going to be like a creepy, insane fanboy who was got the martial arts and just became evil. And for some reason, Jack Black took the role and he made him this very humble character who worked really well. You've never seen. So, the- is there actually a manga or is there actually a book of the Kung Fu Panda? Well, no, this was originally. It was, it was also, a- you're talking about the original screenplay that that was a. Well, see, the thing is this. I think that that would have never worked because being that's an animated film and a kid's movie, it would have been like a lot to have it like that. But the way it is, it worked out amazing. So, yeah. yeah, and it's a very personable story because for those of you who've never seen Kung Fu Panda or you've never even heard of it, it's about... Go and rent it! <laughs> exactly. It's, it's about... Uh, the main character's name is Poe, and he loves martial arts. He knows every little nuance about it. But the problem is that he's a panda. He's big, he's large, he's kind of slow, he's clumsy, and he's not good at it. But more importantly than that, he just he doesn't have confidence no, in himself. The first is that he works at a noodle shop. So it's like, imagine someone that like wants to kick ass, wants to be like the next Bruce Lee, next Jackie Chan. And what does he do? He, instead of like doing Chinese martial arts, He's making Chinese food. <laughs> so it's like, you couldn't get farther from someone who's supposed to be skilled than, than the panda is. So, anyway, go on, Dan. I'm sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, he's super knowledgeable about every little aspect of martial arts, but he tends to not comprehend it. Like, when he tries to do anything martial artsy, he fails miserably. It's like he just gets too geeked out about it. It's like the guy who's trying to use a paintball gun and he sees his target and he's like, oh, I'm going to get the target. I'm going to start. And then he misses because he's so overexcited, overcompensated. Yeah, so, in other words, he's like the ultimate backseat driver. He's like the ultimate couch quarterback. He's the guy who, like, knows every stat, every play, what you're supposed to do, but, yep, he's on the bench watching. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's not actually doing. He's on the bench watching. But, so what happens is, I'm just so excited about this movie, people. It's something where I, I don't know why. I, I'm a big, big Kung Fu fan. Like we did Last Dragon earlier, which is an amazing movie. We've done some some other stuff as well. We're going to do uh, some other movies as well. But uh, I don't want to get too much into what I'm saying as well. But with Kung Fu Panda, it's just something where I have a lot of passion about this movie. Because like I said, I, I'm big into comics. I'm big into animation and like animation with kung fu with a good storyline with good characters it's just it's just nice and i'm i'm into jack black too i don't know what it is jack black i think like i said he's a rising star i don't know he just seems like someone that would be fun to sit down have a beer with and have a couple drinks with anyway long story short jack black is kung fu panda poe and he has a dream he's kicking ass and stuff like that and he wakes up and of course he's serving noodles at his restaurant and here a gong ring and the gong symbolizes that they're going to pick the new dragon warrior for the Valley of Peace, who's supposed to be the protector and is supposed to be the best warrior of all. And being that this guy's like the uber geek, the super like kung fu person, he gets so excited about the fact that they're going to pick like a new dragon warrior. 
he really doesn't know what to do to do it himself. And his father goes, oh, great opportunity to go sell noodles. And he's like, oh, dad. So it's kind of depressed because his dad, well, first off, his dad is a duck. And no, yeah, it's pretty funny. His dad's a duck and, and he's a panda bear. Really, <laughs> so we don't, that never gets resolved either. <laughs> yeah, every time you think that they're going to be resolved, you know, something happens. It's weird. He was really excited to go see this, and his dad's like, you got to work with son. He's like, okay, I'll take the noodle cart, and I'll run up there and go. The problem is that the Jade Palace, where the ceremony will be taking place, will be five masters will be chosen. Now, the problem is that's on top of a thousand-stair hill. And he's yeah, there's pull a this gigantic little... mountain, pretty much, to get to this, what's called the Jade Palace. This is where they, they train Kung Fu and where the Furious Five live. A master, Chief Four Master Uwe, who started Kung Fu, and like, you know, he's all excited. He's got this big ass freaking cart full of food that he's supposed to sell to all the people who are going to be at the ceremony, and he's got to get himself, who's already big and fat, and this giant cart up this stairs. <laughs> so it's just comical because you see people passing by, like, oh, Paul, I'll see you up there, blah, 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 and he's struggling to get up stair number one. There's stair number two, and, it, and like they do like a, almost a time lapse, and we see that he's up five stairs. But I, I don't want to say, like I said, it is something where we're, we're, we're a little constrained for time today, people, so we're going to kind of speed this real yep, quick. So, so what happens is he gets up there somehow, and they lock the doors. They don't want to have any intruders come in, and he's outside still. So he's trying to figure out a way to figure out a way. Finally, he launches himself over the, the hill of the Jade Palace gate with fireworks and, like, Part of the omen or part of the story is that the dragon warrior is going to fly to the sky on a ball of flame and land and be chosen. So he flew through the sky on a ball of flame because he put fireworks on a chair and boosted himself up. But it's, just, it, it's pretty funny. And then, like, so Master Uwe picks him to be the, the dragon warrior. Now, um, uh, Serious Five are people who've been studying Kung Fu their whole life. They're, they're, and they, and he, they were expecting that they would choose one of them. And then they see that, like, you know, they're all in top shape, they're all diesel, they all can, like, you know, have stories of fighting hundreds of warriors stuff. And then when the Master Uwe picks the panda, they're all like, uh, excuse me, what? You know, so... Yeah, they're very shocked about this, and they treat him like he's a fool. I mean, some of them are very crass about, like, tired. He kind of is a fool at this point, so... But he's yeah, not, it's, like, it's, lording it over them. He's not like, I'm the man. He's, like, kind of like, I didn't think this is the right thing. I think we made a mistake, and he still goes with it. And meanwhile, their teacher, Shifu, is like, I'm going to get rid of him. I'm going to do everything in my power to get rid of him. So you see, throughout the next couple of days, he does everything in his power to discourage Poe, to put him down, and Poe doesn't give up. No matter what, he keeps trying, keeps getting up, even if it's making him look foolish, and he starts to slowly warm the hearts of his fellow Kung Fu masters, and they start kind of getting close to him. Like one of them, Mantis, played by Seth Rogen, he's the first one to really warm up to him, saying, look, why, I shouldn't judge you. Look at me, I'm small. You're a big guy. I shouldn't judge you. And that seems funny because he's... Oh, by the way, so, so just so you guys know, the whole movie is animation, it's cartoon, and on top of it, uh, we, we kind of skipped this over. They're, they're pretty much animals. They're not actual people animation. There's like, like posing, obviously, Kung Fu Panda. He's a panda bear, but then Tigress is obviously a tiger. Then there's, um, um, Lucy Lou plays a snake. Uh, Jackie Chan is a monkey. Master Shifu is like a red panda. Is that what it is? Yeah, a red panda. Like, and then David Cross is He looks like a raccoon. But anyway, a red panda, aka raccoon. Uguay's a turtle. Mantis is praying mantis. It's funny because one is like Kung Fu Panda is a bear who's humongous and there's a 
a master Furious Five guy who's a, a praying mantis, and then there's a, a snake and a all based crane, on a different martial arts yeah. style, like monkey style and mantis style and snake style. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to represent, which is again pretty cool because in kung fu, that, that's how they are represented with different styles: tiger, snake, crane, monkey, bear, and like you know. So it's, it's again, it, it, it has a place in my heart, man. <laughs> and one thing we did forget to mention is the fact is the reason why this tournament and the selection of the Dragon Warrior happened was because there was a former pupil of Shifu named Tai Lung, who's a white tiger. Tai Lung, wow. Who didn't become the Dragon Warrior because Uguay said he wasn't worthy of it. And he kind of went on a rampage, ended up destroying half the village, and he's been arrested. And Uguay had a dream that Tai Lung would escape. So they did this, okay, we'll get a Dragon Warrior, then he'll be able to defend against Tai Lung, and everything will be all good. Problem was that Shifu was like, let me send my messenger Zhang to check and make sure he's okay. Uh, when Zhang gets to the prison, he inadvertently helps Tai Lung escape. Oh, that's another thing. In the prison, the prison, I'm telling you, this is an all-star cast, people. In the prison, the prison guard is played by uh, Michael Clark Duncan. I mean, you can't, like, for real, this is a good movie. If you guys want to watch a good movie, go watch Kung Fu. I mean, again, it's not going to be like, if you're into Kung Fu and you like Ninja Assassin, that's what you want, like gory shit all over the place, this is not Ninja Assassin. But in the same sense, like, if you're looking for something that's like, I don't know, just good, old, kind-hearted. I don't know, it's it's a nice-feeling movie. I guess it's because, like, again, we have my uh, my little son, who's two years old, and, like, I want to show him not people's heads getting cut off. This is still, <laughs> still good for that, but it's still something that you can watch and you can get through. It's not like Barney and, like, um... um the Toaster or any of these other weird movies. It's a, it's a good... No, it's, it's no SpongeBob, no, 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 no corny crap. It's still pretty cool to watch, so... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too, is that if you're into animation, like, I mean, if you're into artwork, like, they were showing some of the things that they had to do for sound effects and some of the things. I mean, it's a, a pretty well-made move as far as that stuff goes. So anyway, so... Yeah. The prison escape sequence is really cool, though. The way how he gets out is really cool. It's one of the best scenes in the movie, I think. The, the guy, Tong Rong, he's supposed to be, like, the, the evil villain of the movie, and he trained under Shifu and under Uguay, and then, like, he lost his way and became evil, so they locked him up in this dungeon, and, uh, he escapes the dungeon, and he's on his way, and, uh, Dragon Warriors, like, you know, um, I know you guys are making fun of me, but now Tai Lung's on his way, and now the Dragon Warrior actually gets scared, because he's like, how are you gonna train me? You've been making fun of me, you've wanted me to leave, and now this guy's coming, and what are we gonna do? And she was like, I can train you, I just gotta figure it out, and you discover over time is that when Poe is thinking about something else, specifically food, he's inadvertently like a master martial artist. Like, he can do incredible acrobatics and he can just do all these moves. I'm not even thinking about it. When he starts focusing on Kung Fu, fails horribly. So he uses that to his advantage to train him to become the Dragon Warrior in a very cool montage sequence. Yeah, it's something he uses his weakness, which is that he's fat and that he eats a lot, and it becomes like a strength. And it's pretty awesome. Since it is a newer movie, we're not going to spoil the complete ending, but it does come to a head where the Dragon Warrior has to face Tai Lung, and it's a good It's like battle. every good Kung Fu movie, the hero meets the villain, and they have a giant clash at the end to see who will win between good and evil. Rah, rah, rah. So, yeah, I mean, then, you know. One of the interesting things, though, is that the ending, like with certain Kung Fu movies, is the fact is that even though Tai Lung is evil, Poe is still willing to be there and try to... He tries to help him out. He says... Look, I didn't. I didn't understand what 
Uguay meant either. It just got a little bit of spoilers, but there is no secret ingredient. And he tries telling Tylen that Tylen just won't accept where the, the hero is still willing to forgive and help the villain, even if the villain would never have done that for anyone else. Uh, yeah, again, going through the movie, the basics of Kung Fu film are the fact that the hero is heroic no matter any circumstances. He's always going to choose the right path. He's always going to do the right things. And Poe is like that. He's he's true to heart. He's just, uh, I mean, he does silly things like he'll smell bad or fart or whatever he but in a sense so. like he's the kind of person that would give you the shirt off of his back if you were cold or if you were if you were if it was raining and then tai lung being true to saying he's just like pure evil like you know there's even one part where like tai lung was an orphan and like master shifu took him in and trained him as if he was his own son and at one part he has a chance to either destroy Shifu was really his father or forgive him and he goes to destroy him so you can see that like he's just corrupted by evil completely so again it goes deeper there's a plot in the whole evil versus good and but again going to the acting going to the to the movie itself to everything I mean again it, you're not going to see like it's not going to be Shakespeare <laughs> but I'm just saying you get so involved in the movie you get so caught up with it that it's just it's an easy flick to watch and you enjoy it it's one of those movies that if it's on TV you, you, you can't change the channel you, you want to watch it you want to fast forward to the commercials and keep the movie going it's just it's, it's, it's a good flick so again we're not going to spoil it for you so as for those who don't know, we since this is a, we have a five-point rating system, which for the month of karate, kempo, and crazy kung fu masters, we got five points. Educators. Yes, our lowest being... Your soul is mine. The highest being... Flawless victory. Now, what would you give? Flawless victory. I'm going to have to agree, it is a really good movie. It is a... Flawless victory. It's a truly inventive, because the movie looked, when you first saw it, they overflowed the market with all the posters and the trailers, and you thought, oh, it was going to be a bad movie, but it was a really heartfelt and well-done film. And there are so many little things that they added, which made it even cool. Like, there's a scene when this flashback is when you see Tai Lung rebelling against Master Shifu, and you see, actually, he when he attacks him, you see him break Shifu's leg. It's a little thing you don't even notice if you pay attention. You see he breaks his leg and for the rest of the movie, Shifu has the cane. But that's what I feel. What do you think? It's just a movie that it, it imp by the end of the movie, you'll be impressed. You'll be impressed with all the people there. And it's funny because they didn't do a lot of advertising that they had this all-star cast. When you think of, like, let's say you're going to put a movie together with Dustin Hoffman, with Angelina Jolie, with Jackie Chan, with Seth Rogen, with Lucy Liu, with Jack Black. I mean, you're going to be like, holy shit, this movie's going to be like a fucking monster movie. You know, like, it's going to be ridiculous. And by the end of the movie, it's just so seamless and just so flawless that you just, you don't even realize it, really. You're just like, wow, it's just a fun, good movie to watch. So, again, that's part of the reason why I like it, is that I fucking, I love Kung Fu. I like a good-ass movie. I like cartoons. I like animation. Like, so, it was just, it's just like check, 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 check. It wasn't like over the top monster, like at the end I cried or something like that, you know? But in the same sense, I'd say that it was like a 9 or at least an 8.5 in everything it did across the board. And that's why I give it a flawless victory. That's why I say, like, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it, whether you have kids, whether you don't have kids. And I honestly think at the end of it, you're like, that was a pretty good flick. It wasn't a waste of my life. I thought I thought it was pretty good. So that that's that's part of the reason why I give it a good 
good good rating. Now, if I had to say my favorite scene in the movie, and it's funny because just yesterday, um, uh, we're not going to give dates, but just yesterday, on my Facebook, someone quoted Kung Fu Panda. That's how good of a movie this is. My favorite scene in the movie is when Uguay is talking to Kung Fu Panda, and he says this. He says, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That is why it's called the present. And as corny as that sounds, again, just, it's, I think it's a cool saying, you know, that the history, mystery, and today's a gift, that's why it's called the present. I think it's pretty cool. So, yeah, that's my favorite quote, my favorite line in the movie, favorite part, because, I mean, that's something that you can use every day, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's seen as good because it's used, Ugwe was comforting him. And overall, great movie. Uh, so remember, you can check us out at com. You can email us, spirekin at gmail.com. You can email me, zan at spirekin.com. Or me, Zoro at Zoro. And now it's that party about waiting for. What are you talking about? We're talking about that one. That only. Dodecahedron of movies. Scoobies. Skadoosh. So many good lines in that movie. Now I'm actually thinking about watching it or watching the sequel, which I heard was not as good. I don't know. I'll, I think they're all good. I think the sequel's pretty good, and I'm telling you right now, Zan, the 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 this TV. That's how crazy it is. There's a sequel. There's a TV series. I'm telling people if you haven't seen this movie, you better you, you don't want to miss it. But um, uh, yeah. So the the the, yeah. the sequel, which um, uh, my son loves. Is called uh, Kung Fu Panda Legends of Awesomeness. And just when he hears the music, you see a big smile on his face and he runs over. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some good titles for this one. I mean, we got some excellent movies. I mean, we got a couple Bruce Lee movies. We got some Stephen Chow movies. We have a Jackie Chan movie. And we have one Jet Li movie. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wait, why not more than one Jet Li movie? Because, well, Jet Li is just Jet Li. He needs his own fucking theme month. Yeah, exactly. But, um, uh, so, no, I, there's a movie I'm rooting for again, Zan, so we're going to see if we can get it. And I think you know which one it is. With the, uh, the Axemen, so yeah, well, that's all I'm going to say about that. But you know which one I want to go for. Oh. So. Well, both have the Axemen, but we'll see. So let's roll. We'll see. Feel the legend of the Kung Fu Panda. Do, 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 do. That's how the, the Legend of Awesome is. Okay, that's how I'm take. I'm more. hooked on Kung Fu Panda. And so, Jack Black, too. He's just a. Uh, Cool dude. I'll tell you, I'd, I'd, I'd like to pop a beer with that guy. That'd be pretty fun. I think we all would. And so I rolled it, and it is number five. And what is number five on my list? Are we going to do Kung Fu Panda again? Uh, no, no, unfortunately not. But no. <laughs> Speaking, but it has the same first two words in the movie. So in the next episode, we're reviewing a movie written and directed and starring Stephen Chow. Uh-oh. Is it for real? That's what we're going to do? For real. We got it. Nice. Kung Fu Hustles. All right. Yes, All a great right. movie, which has, which is a parody and awesome in itself. Uh, so with that in mind... This is Zorro, and my favorite quote was... You are too concerned with what was and what will be. There's a saying. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That is why it is called the present. And this is your host, Zan, for the Spark and Movie Review. And my favorite quote from 2008's Kung Fu Panda. Well, there were a lot of them I wanted to choose because anything by uh, James Hong was hysterical. Especially, we are noodle folk, bro. But 
I have the perfect one, the best one. I think I'm going to go with the first time the greatest kung fu move in this movie was introduced. <gasps> the wushi finger hold. Not the wushi finger hold. Oh, you know this hold. Developed by Master Wushi in the Third Dynasty. Yes. Oh, then you must know what happens when I flex my pinky. <gasps> no, no, no. You know the hardest part of this? The hardest part is cleaning up afterwards. <laughs> okay. Okay, take it easy. Now listen closely, Panda. Ugwe may have picked you, but when I'm through with you, I promise you, you're going to wish he hadn't. Are we clear? <gasps> yeah, we're clear. We're clear. We're so clear. Good. <laughs> I can't wait to get started. So, we're Gonsville. Catch you next time. We are out of here. See ya. Everybody is chance to make things right to train the true dragon warrior and he's stuck with you a big fat panda who treats it like a joke <laughs> oh that's it wait my fault i accidentally tweaked his facial nerve and may have also stopped his heart it's nothing It's okay. I didn't get it the first time either. <coughs> what? There is no secret ingredient.
just you. <laughs>